Welcome to the Morning Tate, episode 307, uh, Christmas Spectacular. Uh, your host, Ked, joined by my co-host, Brownie. Guys, we have a long-ass podcast coming up your way with a whole lot of hockey, a um, whole lot of NHL news, a whole lot of all different things. But Brownie, how's it going, buddy? So when you're driving to your in-laws, you can listen to the entire podcast for that whole ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, you probably, you definitely probably can. I mean... But okay, so here here's the thing. Remember the last time I put notes into the thing and I was like, it's gonna be forever and it wasn't forever. So maybe I'm just kind of like hyping myself up a maybe. little bit, but who knows? It, it, this could be 15 minutes, guys. It I feel like your, your notes this time had a much like more ulterior motive than last time, but sure. I, I had to pull out a fucking calculator. What do you mean my notes this time? I, I was I was hammering stats, Crosby. You were, you were, but there were some you tried to sneak a few past the goalie. It's all right, I'll point them out as we go. Okay, we will see. But um, yeah, so Christmas is in a couple days. We want to make sure we get this podcast out for you guys. Just a couple quick things. Shout out to Ken again. Um, As always. We probably mention him more than anybody, but it's well deserved. In a positive way, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's Ken, up- Billy Garen, and uh, I'm not going to say who. Because you yell at me every time my, I say it. My, my, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but shout out to him. We, we wanted to get some more writers in the fold. Our Facebook's growing. Our YouTube's growing. Pretty much all of our social channels are growing. So we want to make sure we're getting content out there. Uh, Brownie touched on it. I think it was maybe last week or the week before. We need more blogs. Blogs have been coming through a little bit. But we needed more. So Ken kind of put a graphic together for us. And we'd like to Great welcome. Graphics. Yeah, our boy Frosty. For the flyers Frosty, i don't know yep. if he, i don't know if he wants us to call him that but that's what i'm going care. and then no, uh either, put this way, it's either frosty or paste eater so it's his choice no no come on <laughs> and then uh we have I wild like bill we have wild bill for the rangers so if we have a wild bill we're gonna have a bad boy bill with the penguins so oh. kind of cool that we got the rivalry between the flyers and the penguins we got two new writers that's pretty good we haven't had flyers or penguins coverage which are Two teams that deserve coverage for sure. Yeah, I I was confused when you said Bad Boy Bill. I thought Wild Bill did like a (laughs) rebrand. Like he worked his way through all the bars finally in New York, and he had to go to Pittsburgh. No, no, they're yeah, just different people. But we like to welcome them to the squad. Uh, I think absolutely. And Walshie might join the might join the team. He's a ref, and he said he wanted to blog about like different decisions in terms of like. Which later on in the show, there's something I want to talk to you about. I kind of wrote down a note. I didn't know that you could get kicked out of a game for a two-minute minor. Oh, um, no, I had no idea. I thought it had to be a major. I didn't know that that was like a thing. Like th- like rule book-wise, this is why I wish we had Wall Street because I, I was like, I've never seen that before. Um, but that's kind of what we have for additional business. So welcome to the team, guys. We appreciate you. Um yeah, and I know you wanted to touch on something before. Well, we got for those on YouTube, you got Ken in the Santa hat, me with the Santa beard right now. So it's your beard looks sick, dude. It's very white. It's gonna it's be fucking cool though. Come on, it's not white. It's gray, dude. You're silver fox, dude. Well, it's uh, it's coming in pretty thick and pretty fast, and which leads to this. So, uh, not every a few guys know and the other bloggers, but um. I just thought we, you and I talked offline, and we thought this was an important thing, especially with the holidays. For with, listen, with snow season coming up, yeah, too. yeah. Let yeah. let let me be the fucking motivating factor for you all to do take care of yourselves. So, uh, a few years ago, I had this like um, like tightness in my like sternum area, <clears throat> and um, 
I uh, went to the doc and he was like, I think it's reflux. I'm like, okay. Took some Prilosec, went away. So figured that's what it was. Yep. Uh, a few weeks before Thanksgiving, I was supposed to head up to Maine to work. And my daughter came home sick on a Friday with the flu or on a Thursday. Sorry. And that Friday night, I was supposed to go to the Huskies game and sit in the press box. And, um, Casual brag, by the way. The no, no. Box. The reason I mentioned it is because. Yeah. Oh, tell she, me the reason why you mentioned you're sitting in the press box. She box. was sick. And I said to Coach Carp, I was like, I, because I sit next to the, the beauty of the all beauties, Todd Lampert. And I was like, I, he's an older guy. I'm like, I can't. We have, Todd mm-hmm. must be protected at all costs. I can't go near him in the press box. And the fact that I interact with some of the players on the way out. Right. Can you imagine if I torpedoed their fucking late, <laughs> late November run by giving them all the flu? Right. Number one fan. Just. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I ended up getting sick. I worked on Saturday. I felt like shit all day. I got home from work and they were sick. And I did some stuff and I got this like tightness again. Um, but it was really, really hard. And I was like laying on the couch, tears coming out of my eyes. It was like a seven or eight on the pain scale. I was like, what the fuck? But I was like, oh, it's not a heart attack. So I don't have pain going down my left arm. Right. Which well, is what everybody well, says. Yeah. They say left arm and like jaw pain. And, and they say it feels like an elephant sitting on your chest. It didn't feel like that. So I was like, yeah, this. I, I just must be sick. And then looking back, like I had like flop sweats. I was so dizzy. I had to crawl to the bathroom to heave. Cause I got the flu on top of it. Mm-hmm. And for like the last, maybe the last four or five months, if I walked into the cold air, I would get this like tightness and I would have to take a few deep breaths. If I was playing hockey, there were times on the bench that I would have to like kind of Mm-hmm. after a shift and i'm like i'm just out of shape in the morning i wake up and i'm sore and i'm like how the fuck am i gonna you're do thinking this it's, you're thinking it's like older age right yeah, like you're, yeah you're exactly. you got like, on i am too old for this fucking contracting maybe you know yeah so uh, we go up to maine uh for thanksgiving i was still like not 100 i decided to go to the doctor he orders a nuclear stress test uh which is they they inject like a radioactive isotope into your blood and then you get on a treadmill and it's supposed to light up and show you how the blood flows through your heart. Uh, on the stress test, it's supposed to be a circle. Mine was a fucking donut. And like three minutes into the stress test, which is supposed to go for like 18 minutes, three minutes in, they called a the cardiologist in and they were like, shut it down. Yeah. Long story short, I was in the hospital the next day. I had a 100% blockage in an artery, which is known as the widow maker. I found the out afterwards. Maker. Yep. I had a 100% blockage. Behind it was 80% blockage. And behind that was 20% blockage. And uh, I had another artery that had a 70% blockage. Just out there blocking shots, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was on the table for two and a half hours in and out with the morphine, but they were on the last wire trying to break the blockage up. Otherwise it was going to be a bypass. I was fuck. uh, Listen, I'm not like being a tough guy. I was fucking scared. I made a video to my daughter in case I didn't come home from the hospital. Yeah. You know, which was Um, like so fucking thoughtful when you told me that I was like, damn, like, well, like God forbid something did happen. Like she like that. You're just a thoughtful guy, dude. Well, it's, you know, she's seven, man. Yeah. And uh, so long story short, the doctor had one last shot with the wire. He ended up getting it. Great guy. He's going to be one of my heroes later. Um, uh, otherwise, I was going for a bypass at MGH. But uh, she didn't want to do that. that so that was on a Wednesday. 
I felt like immediately better the next day. Like all my aches and pains were fucking gone. It was crazy. Like my wife said, like I looked like animated. She was telling me I'd be pale, you know, coming home from work the last like eight months, my hands were fucking freezing all the time. Yeah. Uh, So then I went in this past um, Wednesday and got the other one done and I was awake through the whole thing. I don't know. Can you, uh, where's the camera? Can you see those two little dots on my wrist? No, vampire bite? no, it's too, too, uh, right there. Can you see him? Maybe a little. That's where the fucking wires went in. They went in through my radial artery in my wrist, up my arm, across my chest and in my heart with a wire. And I was talking to the guy and watching it on the fucking camera. Cause he tilted it so I could see it. So shout out to Dr. Ganji. Uh, they, my body formed an artery around the blockage, which in the nine days in between procedures was absorbed back into my body. And I basically toughed out a heart attack at work that day and on the couch. And my buddy, Alistair Poppycock, my buddy, John was like, you need to update your website and say, I will work through a heart attack. Yeah. So that's a hell of a tagline on us. Yeah. <laughs> so right Ken, now get on my, that, company's, my company's on a hiatus for a little bit. I, I had a good summer, thankfully, and hopefully it snows so I can be plowing, but we're, we're taking off till the end of the year. I got the guys doing some small stuff. Um, but what I have to say is I, I got a buddy, like one buddy of mine, we've been friends since we were four years old. He hasn't had his annual checkup in like five years. Mm-hmm. Well, after this all happened, he made the appointment. Uh, Another buddy of mine uh, is asking his doctor for an EKG because that was one of the things. I didn't have an EKG on file, so they couldn't tell if my EKG was abnormal or if that was how it was or something yeah. happened. They so didn't have like, they didn't have like a, uh, didn't have a baseline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is about as serious as we get, unless we're talking about the Blackhawks. But um, go to the doctor, get your fucking EKG, take care of yourselves. It's the holidays. You want to be with your family and celebrate with family. And I feel very lucky and I can't wait to be, they told me I'll be back out skating after the new year. So it should be all good. I just got to go for other tests because your heart's like a muscle and it'll strengthen back up. And uh, what's crazy is since the first procedure, so I have two torn ACLs, which is structural. There's nothing you can do until you get them fixed. But I had to wear knee wraps every single day. Cause my knees would fucking kill. Like I would be sitting here doing the podcast with you and my pain level would be like a two all the time for my knees. Like I can't even kneel on the ground to play with my daughter with my knees. Since I got the operation or uh, the procedure, it's not really an operation, I guess. Since I got the procedures done, I haven't worn the knee wraps once. Yeah. It's crazy. My hands are warm. Well, you it, got blood. You got blood flowing now. I was at 68% capacity blood. That's all that I was using. Mm-hmm. I have energy. I'm sleeping like a champ and I'm waking up at like five 30 every morning. Like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Like I, my body needs less time to recover. It's nuts. I can't wait to skate. You are 1% off from 69. Like, yeah, yeah I know. Couldn't just give me that. Yeah. But, Coward. Well, Hey, oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're good, buddy. So Thanks, man. yeah, guys, uh, doesn't never hurts to get checked up. I, I can't yeah. be saying that shit cause I never do, but it's definitely something that, well, I'm gonna have to start doing it once a year now. So. This is not this is not a bragging thing. I'm not saying I'm like some fucking tough guy or superstar. I'm just saying use my scare as the motivation <laughs> for you to go to the doctors and take care of yourselves. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, well, glad glad you're still here, Brownie dude. Thanks, buddy. Um, all right. So that's what we have there. Now we have a shit ton of hockey stuff coming <laughs> on. So, Jump in, uh, baby. Let's get into May Copas. Hi. This is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ken and Brownie. 
All right. So last time we were talking about uh, Jacob Truba and Patrick Liney, if they overlap, they actually played three seasons together in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Um, Anders Lee, the stud of studs, was offered to play football at Harvard, Minnesota, and Notre Dame, but chose to play hockey for the Irish. He was the runner-up for Minnesota's Mr. Football, but he won Minnesota Player of the Year Award. So they must have a lot of these. Okay. Uh, and then fuck you, One Wheel. If you're not going to give me a sponsorship, don't rub it in my face and put up a post of Bronny James showing up to his college debut on a One Wheel. You want to go viral? Get me on the One Wheel tooling around Matthews, historic Matthews Arena. That'll go viral. Fuck Bronny James. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not like, a LeBron like, give guy. It to the guy. Give it to the guy who needs one. He could, Bronny James could buy one for his whole team. I think Bronny James also had a cardiac event. So you guys have a lot more in common than you thought. Oh, I take it back then, Bronny. I apologize. I still love one wheel. I still want one, but come on. Uh, so not too many mega couples. NHL news, we have a lot to talk about. So here we go. <laughs> All right. The Department of Player Safety, George Peros, you fucking loser, is under a lot of heat for their seemingly bizarre, uneven-handed dispensing and punishment and fines. Player agent Alan Walsh went off on David Perron's suspension, was announced calling out the Peros kangaroo court in a number of tweets comparing David Perron's play to an Evgeny Malkin similar play that only got him two games versus the six games. Side by side, very, very similar. Uh, Walsh went on to say no transparency, no consistency, arbitrary. Oh, boy. Capri- capricious 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 farce um find yourself someone who sticks up for you the way wall sticks up for his clients i thought this was kind of crazy because two can, and a half years ago can, can, Dolan, my boy and the rangers yeah. called for his job now well, i don't, do I, don't this, remember do this. I know you're gonna do this before you do this does alan do you remember the seinfeld character the lawyer jackie childs I never watched Seinfeld. Oh, uh, he's a pretty funny character, and he would use words like that. And that's every time Alan Walsh tweets, I hear it in that character's in that voice. voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. So two and a half years ago, this, a statement from the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action to suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a, uh, oh God, dereliction? Dereliction of duty. Yep. By NHL head of player safety, George Paros, and believe he is unfit to continue his current role. I don't remember it being that fucking harsh, but I'm glad that they did that. Well, all right. It's one thing for an agent to do that. For the owner of your original six team, that's a fucking tough look. I know. Yeah, but like where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, no, I get it. I get it. Peros is all over the place and there's no consistency, but there's not a chance Gary Bettman is going to fire him based on public outcry. Gary Bettman should have moved Arizona out of Arizona 10 years ago. The more people boo him, the more he fucking eats it up like a vampire. He loves it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we mentioned David Prawn, who spent six games for his cross track to Ottawa. Artem Zub, Zub. Yeah, I think uh, Prawn. He's appealing the suspension. I don't know. Did he get it reduced? I I had all this stuff going on. I didn't see. Um, this was Prawn essentially turned around, and saw Dylan Larkin like knocked out cold on the ice, and I think he did what any good teammate would do. I understand that some people pretty probably thought he crossed the line. Well, he grabbed the wrong guy. 
which is a tough look. But at the same time, if I'm on the Red Wings, like I'll I'll buy his dinners for six games. Like I I can see my guy. I can see both sides of this, but number one, it was the wrong guy. Number two, he needed to drop his stick. If he had dropped his stick, it probably would have just been tossed, and that would have been it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think in the heat of the moment, you turn around, your captain's like, it didn't oh, yeah. he was knocked the fuck out. I'm not worried about dropping my stick. And Larkin's got yeah. issues. No, I know. Yep. So he yeah. did what he felt was necessary. Unfortunately, he got the wrong guy. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Arizona, while it made for a funny picture, the aftermath was no laughing matter. As Yotes defenseman Yuso Valimaki walked down the tunnel with the Dallas Stars player, received treatment in a game last week. Now, I think we I, didn't we do a caption contest for that? We like captioned this, didn't we do that so before we knew what this, happened? This, this is a mea culpa because oh, okay. the one you're talking about is Jacob Chitrin. Oh, okay. He okay. got caught in the face. But this guy did get hurt. The incident um, is now under investigation to see what the gap in protocol was that left Valimaki lingering without care for uh, hours in a Dallas hospital after a severe facial injury that ultimately needed 55 stitches to stop internal bleeding. What? How are, are the we, facial in, facial injury and internal bleeding? I think I think we blend the stories. It can be deep. It could be. I don't know. Regardless, it's kind of crazy that the guy sat there for that long. Not well, he was to... in like the ER, like you or me. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? You know, the guy could have skated to the face. When I was playing hockey at Cortland, I blew out my ACL in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and we were always supposed to have trainers at the games, and there wasn't a trainer at the game. So I sat in the locker room by myself for two hours. There, there was another hockey game going on in a different rink, and there was a trainer there, but she wouldn't leave that tra- that game because that's the one that she was supposed to be at. Oh, so kind of similar. She'd be probably liable. Probably could have sued the fuck out of the school probably. looking back at it, but. So I'll give you one too. My buddy Gary, who I still play with, uh, years ago, he dislocated his shoulder playing. And he, it fucking kills me to dislocate your shoulder. And he was in the locker room waiting for the ambulance. And we were in, a, like, you good? He's like, yeah, I guess. Well, you guys got to play, right? So he's sitting there and he's holding, it was his right arm. So he's holding it like this, right? And in the locker rooms at this rink, uh, if you don't move, the lights go off. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he'd sit there and the lights kept going off. Then he'd have to be like, oh, and like wave. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. poor guy. I still we had, a, that. we had a guy on our Sienna team um who would pop his shoulder out regularly. And the first time I saw it, like he got like stretchered like into like the ambulance. And he's like, he's there, and I'm like all worried about him. Looking around, nobody's really worried. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, Yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> what do you what do you talk about? Then there's a party later in the year. And he like fell, did it again. The guy's shoulder. Once you do a shoulder, you're yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Branson was suspended one game for an altercation with Florida forward Nick Cousins. This was the coolest thing I've seen in hockey this year. Uh, Branson got buried from behind, got up, went to beat the shit out of him. They gave him a five. They reduced it to a two. When he's on the bench, he's looking over. He's like, "I'm fucking coming for you." I don't know if it was the next shift. He got him. The next time they're on the ice together. Yeah, and he got him good. Because uh, I'm sure they were playing matchups and they were like, hey, cuz, why don't you sit? <laughs> Nick Cousins is such a fake tough guy. So it was really. Oh, my God. That that might be the that's the one of the worst turtles I've seen. Uh, top three. There's it was pretty fucking bad, dude. Like yeah. that was like. It, yeah, it was pretty fucking awful. Loves, man. I mean, you're not going to die in a fucking fight on a rink, you know? 
And the only thing I wanted to just mention is Eric Branson, absolute fucking nail gun, like just just an absolute beauty. Um, he was actually spit on one time from uh, Garnet Hathaway, and if you guys remember, he played for the Boston Bruins. So <laughs> he played for the Bruins for one year. If yeah. Garnet Hathaway is anything, he's a fucking flyer. He is a fucking. Flyer. I mean, come on, and a Bruin. I mean, those are the two teams I would put him on. <laughs> I had um, one here. More Patrick Line, we mentioned him in the Mayo Culpas. He's out for six weeks with a clavicle fracture. In 18 games this year, he has six goals and three assists. Before the season started, he said for every point goals and assists he scores during the 2023-24 season, he'll donate $1,000 to the Ohio Health Foundation to provide mental health resources and support the Columbus community. Good so on him. Yeah, but only nine grand. The best one ever was um, who was the guy that played for the Flyers and the Blue Jackets, the red hair? R.J. Umberger? No, no, no. Red, like, oh, Scotty Hartnell. Oh, okay. So Hartnell gave one year, he gave, I want to say it was $1,000 for every time he fell. Yeah. He's not a great skater. Hartnell down. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Great. There were t-shirts and everything. Yeah. I always liked him. Uh, UNH Men's Club Hockey was wins Instagram on Sunday. The team put up a pic of an empty Whitmore Center Arena while they were playing in the Capture Red Puck Down in Durham. Sellout crowd for our annual dress like a seat night. That's um, great when they. Oh, I love when t- I know it's club, but I just love that kind of social media, like the self-deprecating. I think it's great. Yeah, we we uh, we used to play them. Zero four career. Do you uh, know why they throw a fish for every go- first goal? What the history is? I should have looked that up. I didn't even know that was a thing. No. So for the UNH team, uh, every time they if if you're there and and they score first, um, they toss a fish onto the rink. I don't know what type of fish. I'm texting a kid who works for me who just graduated. Um, Edmonton is Stuart Skinner, the guy on the year. Skinner stats aren't great. 19 games played, 10 7 1 with a one shutout. This was this might be a little outdated. Uh 3.03 goals against 888 save percentage, but his last six games, he's 6 0 1.82 and a 932 save percentage. Uh, I know the guy Cody at World Hockey Report is not too thrilled with the Edmonton goaltending situation. He seems to tweet about it all the time. Yeah, he's um, not a fan, but but yeah. I mean, Skinner's play, doing what they need. Yeah, and uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, who knows? He could have fallen off a cliff. Like I said, I apologize for some of this stuff being out of date, but got to get down there. You're good. And uh, Jack Campbell four and six and eight thirty three down there in the AHL. So not great. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg, per head coach Rick Bonus, Kyle Connors out six to eight weeks after taking a knee-on-knee hit from Anaheim Ducks, Ryan Strom. While Strom received no supplementary discipline from the league, Shifley took matters into his own hands, resulting in a fighting major and a game of misconduct for Strom to go along with the two-minute for kneeing. This is when this is when a suspension is worthwhile to stop reckless plays, much like when Jacob Truba um, had a very clean hit on Trent Frederick. Uh, <laughs> players have to be held accountable. This is what I wanted to bring up to you. Two-minute penalty and getting a game misconduct. I've never heard of that. I think it's they what the, so the way it's supposed to go in the NHL is they're supposed to call these fives and then they watch the review and they can walk it back to a two. Yep. If you call it a two, you can't increase it to a five, but you can give a game misconduct. Because you can give a game misconduct if if one of the players goes, that's a bullshit call, stripes. You can give him a 10 right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their recourse. It, the refs are very hesitant to call fives. And I think I think it would fix a lot if they called fives and then walked them back. I know people get pissed about reviews, but at least get the call right, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I'd rather see a review and get the call right than to see like guys taking their own sticks and hitting themselves in the face. It was like, yeah, it was like when Pasternak buried Lindgren from behind him. It was the right? I was going to say it was, it was more like when Trocheck hit himself with his own stick and Pasternak got two. But go ahead. Um, Ilya Kovalchuk has signed a deal with this. Uh, God damn it. Spartak, I think. Yeah, Moscow. He hasn't played competitive hockey since 2021. In that year, he had 16, 16 games played, five goals, 12 assists, 40 years old. I mean, maybe we'll get a couple highlight reels we can post on Instagram. Right. Other than that, I just don't really give a shit about the KHL, but good for no, him. No, I, I just put it in because of him, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, he was fucking electric. Oh, yeah. He, played. he was like, he had that oh shit factor. I've talked about that a thousand times on this podcast. Uh, PWHL Toronto sold out season ticket memberships in two days. It's good. Pretty good. Get on, get Take on. it. Uh, Washington, the Capitals and the Wizards have reached a framework to move their operations and build a new arena in Virginia's Potomac Yard by 2028. Disco. They're no longer the about, Washington Capitals then, right? I would think they'd be the Virginia Capitals. But Disco, right. if you're listening, we have a lot of Capitals talk coming up. And we yeah. don't have really Did Disco about get into the document or is this you? No, nope. this is me, man. I just wanted to, you know, give a little love. I also have one for Dallas later. Um, Ivan Mirashenenko debuted he was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma in 2022 um when it was announced his diagnosis the russian hockey federation said that he might miss the entire following season but he returned to game action that november the capitals had drafted him a few months earlier it took him time to regain the way he lost and get his strength back but at the capitals development camp this summer he made it clear that he was fully healthy and ready to go during his first nhl training camp he played in two preseason games tallied two assists it was expected that he spend some time with Hershey adjusting North American style of play and working on his English, but after two months, he earned his first recall to the NHL. That's from Bailey Johnson at the Washington Post. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, no, that's nice. For the first time, three of Washington's four most recent first-round draft picks were in the lineup. That uh, Him uh, in 2022, McMichael from 2019, and LaPierre from 2020. LaPierre scored last night on a one-timer. Uh, Matt Pacioretty took I another I forgot Pacioretty was there until you wrote this. Yeah. I did too. Uh, took another step in his recovery from a right Achilles tendon tear as he joined the Capitals for practice Tuesday wearing regular jersey. Hopefully that'll help out. Um, they're also expected to officially sign defenseman Ethan Barrow at a later date. Barrow will join the team for uh, morning skates and continues his rehabilitation process. Now we're going to talk about Etchkin. So he only has five goals this year. 14-game uh, goal drought. Did some math. If he keeps up this pace, he's going to have 15 goals this year. Uh one thing I guess that is good is he's up to approximately 12 individual expected goals at all strengths so far this season per natural stat trick. So it seems like, you know, he's buzzing, but they're just not going in the net. He has two more years left after this year. He needs 894, uh, including the 10 that I kind of put in there. If he scored 15 this year, mm -hmm. he'd have to have 57 goals over the next two years. Is pressure amounting? He also only has one power play goal this year. Is he going to be able to say, I, I, I have been steadfast throughout this whole thing. I don't want him to break it. Mm -hmm. I, I think that goal, that record deserves to stay with Wayne Gretzky. He's the fucking great one. Fuck Ovechkin. I, I hope he doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, Sorry, it's definitely, Disco. yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to end up getting it. It doesn't look good right now, but he is Ovechkin. I mean, he still has that shot. I haven't watched he's enough. Hall Capitol of Famer. I mean, he's a hall of famer. He's a cup champ and he was the captain of a cup champ team. And he 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 expanded his game uh, by seventy five feet in order to win the cup. He you know because yeah. for his first ten years he didn't go below his own blue line. I yeah. couldn't stand it. Uh, so he does play the whole ice. I think I still think he he doesn't 
comport himself the way the if he's gonna call himself the face of the league, I don't think he comports himself the way the face of the league should with some of his stuff. Um, you know, leaving his feet, a lot of behind the head, you know, uh in the back hits and stuff. And, you know, so I, I hope it stays with Gretzky personally. I wonder how much this has to do with Backstrom not being healthy too. I know oh, I'm sure a lot last year, but a lot. Yeah. It's something to think about. Uh, hey, um, before you go further, so UNH, the tradition uh, about throwing a fish on the ice after the UNH scores the for if UNH scores the first goal, it was a local fraternity made it a ritual to throw out the fish after UNH's first goal. The fish was used to resemble the visiting team having to, quote, fish the puck out of the net. Interesting. And that's where it came from. And they still do it, men's and women's. Really? If you ask any of the Huskies, like, hey, what's it like playing in UNH? They're like, as long as we score first, it's great. They're like, hate. I think it was Taze Thompson said. She's like, I hate seeing that fish. I've never, I've never even heard of that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, Hubert Don't. I like that. That was cool. uh, In the Dome reports, Hubert O is currently on a nine-game pointless streak and is on pace for 38 points. He's second last on the team in on-ice goal differential at five-on-five five and first in giveaways. He has seven more years at ten point five million a year. Sheesh. At this rate, if the cap so uh, if, bad. At this rate, if Calgary wanted to do something and move him, I don't know his no trade or no move. I don't. I don't know his his setup on that. They'd have to eat half that, at yeah. least, if not more. Yeah, that, I mean that. And it becomes it it becomes that that diminishing return. Like, okay, <laughs> is five by five to get rid of him better than five by 10 to keep him if yeah. this rate, you know, so or buyout, but we buyouts suck. Yeah. I think buyouts cripple you more than, than eating salary. Yeah. Uh, Colorado avalanche. Devon Taves was visually frustrated in the locker room. First game. I think we got some guys who think they're playing well. And I think they're kidding themselves at this point. Whew. He Shocked. went on and on. I, I, I'd be curious. I don't follow Colorado close enough to, to know, who he's talking about probably like, Georgiev, but, but um like remember that that play uh that you and i were talking about uh when Tavares was was loafing to the bench yeah and there was a player i don't remember who it was but it was a player for uh ottawa because Alfredson's there now, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. There was a player for Ottawa who kind of did a flyby, didn't finish his check. I don't think he took a stride from, like, the face-off circle to the bench. And Alfredson was there waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. And I was it like, was fuck, tough. yeah. If I'm an Ottawa fan, that's what I want to see. Yes. So I, I I don't follow them close enough. We don't have a Colorado guy, unfortunately, or, or a girl. Um, and when I say guy, I mean it gender neutral. But um, I – I, I wish we did to say like, hey, it's you know the the guys you know it's not you know it's not Kale McCarr you know it's not Nate McKinnon. Well, we don't know if it's not Kale McCarr. We know it's not Nate McKinnon or Miko. So, yeah, Rannan. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And there's some other things going on there. Miko Randon after the game coming in and saying that he had a finished teammate's dad who was talking shit about him during the uh, off season about training and stuff like that. He said that's for him. Colorado, they're unraveling. It's almost like if they got a different goalie, they'd be fine. Um. <laughs> NHL per release, the salary cap is projected to rise four point two million dollars next year. It was only yeah. supposed to go up one, so that's good. That is good. 
Uh, more NHL, the 2024 All-Star Game will have a change to the skills comp. This year's 12 All-Stars will compete in a series of eight skills challenges to earn points in the All-Star with the highest point total will receive a prize of $1 million. No other details have been released at this point. So uh, This is curious to me. So now, are they not doing like the goalie challenge, the breakaway challenge? You know what I mean? It's it's very murky, and I, I, I'm nervous they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mean, when the I was... are fun, you know? It, I feel like when I was a kid, it was way cooler to watch like Paul Korea and Pavel Bure and like, oh, for those sure. guys really on sure. and shit. I don't know if it's because I was a kid and I, and like they tried harder and it wasn't as much as like a publicity stunt. I well, know. I think it's fun. Like I, like Shesterkin when he was taking the shooting the pucks at the surfboards. I thought that was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff. I like them to show their personalities. They chirp each other a little bit. You know, I I, I just you know I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, it works out. It's fun, but I, I feel like back then it was more competitive. Oh, for sure. For sure. Maybe they yeah. up the prize money. Uh, Toronto injuries update. Joseph Wall is out with a high knee- ankle sprain and is week to week. He made a six save. Was that against the Bruins? Yeah, he played really well against the Bruins. They ended up losing, but he played very well. He had a fucking unreal save. Uh, yeah. John Klingberg is done for the season. He'll undergo hip surgery. Ryan Reeves was helped off the ice after crashing awkwardly into the boards, placed on an IR. Did you see him trip walking off the ice? Early? No, I didn't see that. So he got to the bench and like you can see him kind of go down the tunnel and then boom, 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 boom. And then you just don't see him anymore. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if it was like an MCL. I don't know. Um, John Tavares uh, notched his career point 1,000 on Long Island versus I mean, Island you knew it was going to happen, right, on Long Island. Yeah. 4-3 overtime loss. Is there anything more than the Leafs celebrating individual scoring treatment but losing the game? Yeah, come 435 on. goals, 556 assists for 1,001 points and 1,055 games played along with 449 pims. Another 22 goals, 22 assists for 44 points and 55 playoff games. Uh, good career. Yeah. Um, this led Hall to a Famer? very nice. Hall of Famer? I don't know. Probably a lot of points. Yeah, we'll see. Um, this led yeah, to a very nice, that. yeah, public back and forth between uh, Biz and Butch Goring as Biz went at the Islanders' crowd for booing him. Goring countered by inviting Biz and his zero points to the island for a game. Then uh, recently, Biz extended the olive branch. Uh, Butch said, I think you should meet with Ovi. You're just a guy to help him out of the slump. And then Biz said, the geezer is firing tonight. DNT, TNT should bring you in for a demo to show the fans how to put dentures and diapers on you, old fart. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Biz couldn't fucking sharpen Butch Goring's skates. Butch Goring sucks, dude. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. All right. Uh, Biz, Biz, like, you work for the Coyotes, so... Fucking lay off the leash, chalk, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, the Sharks traded Nick. Traded, yep. In a 2024 six round pick to Vancouver for Jackson Nika. You just wanted to mention Jackson Nika, I'm assuming. Yeah, studs. There it is. Uh, maybe get a better chance out there. Uh, Roberto Longo is honored with inclusion into the Canucks Ring of Honor. Thatcher Demko and Sergei Borossi took the ceremonial face off. I do like those ceremonial face offs when it's all the goalies. I just think it's a funny aesthetic, you know? In 448 games played with the Canucks, uh, 367 starts. He was 252, 137, and 50, 919 save percentage, and 2.36. So I went and I, I looked up our guys. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, 459, 310, and 96, a 918, and a 243. Tuka Rask, 308, 165, 66, with a 921, and a 2.28. So Tuka actually has the better numbers in terms of, I mean, not as many starts and not as right. many games played. But I thought that was interesting. I would have thought Hank had the best numbers out of all. Well, Lundqvist would have 
he had it's Team a much longer got shitty and he it, got yeah, it, it's a much longer sample size with not as good of a defensive structure in front of him. Yeah, I saw um I forget who it was, but they tweeted out I don't know how they come up with it, but they can they can make a percentage of how many star seasons somebody had. What and was Hank, the qualifier to make it a star season? I don't know, but Hank had 67% of his seasons were considered star seasons. I think uh, 10 of them, three of them were considered very good starter. Then one of them was kind of like a replacement year, which was his last year. Cause he kind of, Oh, cause he was in and out of the lineup. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, you also too, with, with Tuca is that, you know, Chara's prime was Tuca's career. Yeah. And I mean, he was, he was doing like 26 minutes a night and he was a fucking, yeah. like a street sweeper out there. You know, it's hard to score uh, that guy's out of the ice. I will say this, this whole thing and good on Luongo, right? For he had great this. numbers in Vancouver, dude. Yeah, I didn't, for sure. I didn't know sure. that. He, he didn't have the, he didn't, have, I don't think he had the self confidence to be like funny like he is now, you know, when yeah. he got to Florida. I think it's, I think it's a very tense atmosphere, but I am so tired of these Canucks like BXA all the time. He's like, he was there when it mattered most. When you lost the fucking cup, guy, you didn't like. They talk like they won five cups during Luongo's time. There. Didn't didn't Corey Schneider start those games? No, no, Luongo played them all. Okay, well, that yeah. one's on me. Well, me. in the run up, Schneider, I think maybe played some on the run up to the final. Okay. But Schneider was supposed to be the next great thing, and it never happened for him. Yeah. No. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, old school, tough. Rob Ray took a puck to the face during a recent Buffalo, Arizona game. And after wiping blood off his face with a towel, kept on doing his job between the benches. They were asking him about it. He's like, yeah, a normal guy would have been stretchered off. Not me. He's funny. Dude. I was, I was all for this until he said a normal guy would have left. Shut the fuck up. Listen, he, Rob Ray, dude, he, that's exactly great. what I would have said. It's great. But let someone else say that. Stop fucking. I hate when people are going around patting themselves on the back. And I'm sure Rob Roy would turn my head inside out. But Brownie, he didn't mean that. He was he was kidding. Oh, I only read it. I didn't hear no, it. No, he right. was kidding. Okay, the okay. way he said it, he's like, yeah, normal guy. Be straight. Like, oh, he wasn't all right, like, fair he, enough then. No, I it, it was kind of funny Ray. that he said it. Like, it was Mr. like. Ray, Mr. Ray, as much as I hated you playing against the Bruins all those years, I take back what I just said. Uh, I enjoy the self-deprecating humor. It's one of my favorite types, so I apologize. 900 NHL games played, 300 or 3,189 PIMs. If you go on hockey fights, you can look up top fights. His top fights was Dennis Vial. It was rated at 9.22, Ty Domi an 8.72, and backed Vial with an 8.63. To put it in perspective, the top NHL fight for this season is a 7.01. So here's a quick Rob Ray story. There was one time against the Bruins. They were in overtime, and I think it was a series clincher at the Garden. I don't remember what year, but they were going for a faceoff, and Rob Ray, <laughs> he kissed his stick. Like right before the face-off to one of the Bruins, like, like I got this. I don't remember what happened, but he fucking scored right after and won the game. And I still can remember that. And I was like, what the fuck? Rob Ray of all people. Like all he should have been on the ice in that moment. Right. You know? That was just funny. Uh St. Louis Blues. They traded Robert Petuzzo to the island for a seventh round draft pick and put Jacob Vrana on waivers. Per Vrana's camp, he was told ahead of time he would be going on waivers, but the team is still trying to trade him. Makes no sense. So I actually texted Cronin about this. Um, this is what he said. He got out on waivers, but no one claimed him because he's a cancer. So now he's in the minors and will likely try trading him, is what Cronin has to say. So um interesting to see. They also fired head coach Craig Ruby. And they named Drew Bannister interim coach. Bruby went 206, 131, and 44 over his tenure with the Stanley Cup Championship in 2019. Uh, the longest tenured coaches right now, John Cooper, 
he took over in 2012. Mike Sullivan for the Penguins, 2015. Jared Bednar. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of rumors about uh, Sully right now with uh, what's it, Dubas, not happy. Yeah. And he's like, when a, when a GM comes out and forcefully says, Mike Sullivan's my coach, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared Bednar, 2016. Rod Brindamore, 2018. Todd McClellan, 2019. And Sheldon Keith, 2019. Uh, Jordan Cryu. Did you write it like uh, that on purpose? Yeah, what a right. fucking loser this kid is. So uh, listen, they, I'm not sure who's the bigger loser, Jordan Cairo or the fucking St. Louis fans. No, they, I I back the St. Louis fans. But hurt over Baruby, like I get actually, it. I don't. I actually, I'm I rescind that. I'm back out on the St. Louis fans. Jordan Cairo was asked about Craig Baruby, and he's like, "Well, he's not my coach anymore." And they interviewed pretty much everybody that, else on the team, and they that, and that they was said, that was taken out of a much longer answer. Sure, but when you interviewed everybody else on the team, everybody else said, listen, we feel responsible for this. Chief's our guy, whatever. And then this Cairo thing happens. They had every right in the world to boo this fucking guy. So that's what they did. So oh, what does yeah, this guy do? Getting booed. He, fucking, he fucking cries. I know. Cries post-game to the media. Liter- and not just like, oh, boo-hoo. Like legitimate fucking mm-hmm. tears to the point where now everybody thinks St. Louis Blues fans are fucking, fuck that, dude. He's supposed to be one of your young fucking absolute studs. The guy who got you a fucking Stanley Cup's kick to the curb because none of these young studs, they live in a fucking millennial world. And this kid comes out and he's like, not my coach. And now all of a sudden St. Louis Blues fans suck. Like, fuck that. And then the next game he scores and then they're cheering for him. They should have doubled down and booed that kid the whole fucking well, year. To be fair, in overtime shootout, they're standing up cheering the whole time anyways. I'm fucking so, dude. But I've never seen a, a group of fans more butthurt over a coach it. getting fired it's crazy well, well they loved him they brought him a cup and hey, from all, from Bruce, everything Bruce, i've read bruce cassidy same you know and you fucking get over it act like uh, i think you've been there yeah but bruce cassidy's a little bit different than what's going on so oh that's right he right. didn't he didn't piss and moan to the refs like baruby did baruby got a cup and the, the reason the blues suck is because their gm fucking got nobody to play for them that has nothing the bruins well, have been because they got like tory krug playing top four minutes and that ain't yeah. working well, yeah, but that's that goes to the GM who's fucking yeah. signed this due to a long term deal. Um, and then one other thing, 2010's Ranger alum Brad Richards has been hired as a St. Louis Blues power play consultant. The Rangers know. just got a good power play. My entire life, their power play has sucked. So I don't was know. Was he working for the Rangers on their power play? But prior, he was, not, he was on the Rangers. No, no, no. I mean, he got hired as a power play consultant. Was he working in that capacity with the Rangers prior? No, I no, I don't oh, think so. Oh, all right. But he was on their power play. So you're gonna hire a dude who was on a fucking dog shit power play to now run your power play? Uh the fraternity that started the he he just texted me more. The fraternity that started the uh tossing the fish is Zeta Chai. Zeta Kai. <laughs> I don't know. Zeta, I don't give a fuck, dude. Moving yeah. on. Well, you know, uh, I was gonna give them their their dues, you know. Minnesota, I just want to end, uh, talk about this really quick. Brock Faber, this this kid, ice time the last four games, 30 minutes, 7 seconds, 31 minutes, 34 seconds, 28 minutes, 18 seconds, and 30 minutes, 19 seconds. He played 79-52. Uh, 20, 28. Yep. He played 79-52 in five-on-five minutes in those four games, and he was on the ice for just one goal against. Uh, second, round, second round pick, 45th overall. He played for Team USA World Juniors. He's from Minnesota, played for the University of Minnesota, and now he's on the Minnesota Wild. I will say that Minnesota Wild always seems to find those kids. It's kind of sick, though. Like, oh, yeah. No, I like, agree. He's living his dream, and he's a yep. stud. So, yep. um, Carolina placed veteran goaltender Antti Ranta on waivers. He's currently 6'5 and 1 with 3.61 and 854. Injuries played his career. The only thing I have to say about him reminds me of, like, Archis Urbe. Remember yep. that guy? Perfect. Perfect comparison. I saw you that in the notes. I was like, fuck yeah, kid. That was a good one. 
Pittsburgh in tw- uh, this is cool in 2008. I don't Sydney understand Crosby- anything you put in here. What go? All right. Uh, in 2008, Sidney Crosby started the hockey program called Little Penguins for area kids to learn to play hockey. One of those kids faced off against Sid this week when Arizona faced Pittsburgh, and Logan Cooley got the start. Really, really fucking cool. Yeah, that was a nice one. Uh, he moved to 13th all time with fi- uh, 1,535 points. Where will he finish? So I, I listed everything out. The great one, 2857. Yager, 1921. Messier, 1887. How, 1850. Ron Francis, 1798. Dion, 1771. Eisman, 1755. Mario Lemieux, 1723. Sakic, 1641. Esposito, 1590. Bork, 1579. And Thorin, 1539. So right now. Four defensemen on that list. Go ahead. Yeah, which is fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, so right now he has 1535. Now I did I did some homework. So he's 36 years old and he's a free agent at the age of 38. I went over the last, I think, like seven years of his career. I saw how many points he had. Kind of came up with a point per game. So over this, he averages around 1.15 points per game. And That's during for his the- career. Well, no, this is just from the age 30 to age 36. 1.15 points per game. Oh, he was higher when he was younger, I bet. Yeah. And he's averaging around 68 games because of injuries, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, right? So based on that, that brings this year's point total to around 79. So that would bring him to 1581 by the end of uh, – by the end of – wait, I fucked Next year. By the end of next year, yes. So – by the end of the year 2024 25, if he's going on this pace, he should be at 1659, which would put him just above Joe Sackick and below Lemieux, who has 1723. I don't think he's going to catch that. I can see him get above Sackick. That's why that math came in. Okay. Nobody understood a fucking word I just said, but I think he's, I <laughs> well, think I he's going this, to be above Sackick. Sid is actually, because we talked about this a few weeks ago, he's still on pace for like 90 points this year. It's a little better than, than, Maybe he's tailed off the last week and a half, but he was on paints for 90. And for his career, he's over a point a game. So if he averages 78 game, 78 games, eight, say 80, well, say 70 games, then it's easy math. Three years, that's another 240. That puts yep. him over over Lemieux. Are we positive about that? Well, he's at what? You said 1523? Yes. Right. 1523 and 240 is 1763. Yeah, I mean, it, it could happen. Yeah, so he'd be, he'd be up by Eisman. Oh, above Eisman, he'd be uh, chasing Dion right then. So, listen, there's nothing I, I, I won't put anything past Crosby. I think why I, I think he only has this year and next year, and then he's a free agent. Oh, he's I think he only has somewhere. Well, I, the reason why I'm saying this is, is he going to retire? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it would depend on the other two. Yeah. So, um, Yarmir Yager picked up his. Speaking of not retiring, picked up his first point <laughs> of the season, a primary assist, 51 years old, whatever. Um, and then the Wild didn't start Mark Andre Fleury. Why? When they went to Pittsburgh. Why? No idea. And, um, uh, and then they came here and played the Bruins, and Fleury played out of his fucking mind. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. That's. I feel like when Co. I assume the coach, Marc-Andre Fleury, would have earned enough respect in the league and from his team to the coach to be like, hey, do you want this? Well, who, who's, their new, who's their new coach now? Because the I forget his name. Fired. It's not Evanson. I forget who it is. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a weird move. Speaking of yeah. firing coaches, though, 
Ottawa fired head coach DJ Smith and named Jacques Martin as interim head coach and named Daniel Averton as the assistant coach. Smith was in his fifth season behind the bench in Ottawa and has compiled a 131-154-32 and 32 record in his tenure. With the new ownership group in the place, this was only a matter of time. Uh, digging through evolving hockey's data from Graham Nichols and at the team level, the Senators minus 13.42 goals saved above is expected uh, above expected is the worst mark in the league. Um, could Chief go to Ottawa? I don't know if people are just saying that because of the Brady yeah, Kachuk there in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of more fired coaches, uh, Bruce Boudreau, he's been named the head coach of the Canada Spangler Cup team. Hey, good for him. He likes the Hagen dust. So, um, that is oh, Fink, buckle up, dude. Matt Duchesne played in his 1000th game last week for the Stars. The Ontario native played for Colorado, Ottawa, Columbus, Nashville, and Dallas. He has a stat line of 322 goals, 442 assists for 764 points, 272 pims, and another 10, 15, and 25 over 32 playoff games in his 15-year career. He's had great success in the international play with U18 gold, gold in the Canada Cup, two golds and a silver in the world, and an Olympic gold at Sochi. In the NHL, he's made two All-Star games and was named the All-Rookie Team in 2010 and scored his first NHL goal off of Chris Osgood. I asked Fink this. If you were to compare Matt Duchesne in terms of 1990s players that era, who would you say? He said Vincent Dampus. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, second so line. I, so I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. No, no. Uh, second line player, solid defensively, and he could he could tickle 30 goals, right? Uh, is Duchesne kind of a cancer in the in the room in his later years? I see. I thought in the earlier years it was like that. I think well, now he, he's, he's been, been moving better. around a lot in his later years, and I know he's super religious, so I wonder if he's like – like scolding the boys, like, hey, you guys shouldn't be going out. I don't fucking know. I don't know. And yeah. I asked Fink, I told him, hey, we're going to be talking about stars. He wanted to let us know that Mike McDonald's having a statue outside the arena across from the already built Dirk Vinsky statue. Um, and then Jamie Benn, 501 assists. He's third all time for the Dallas Stars. He's second games played with 1060, second in goals with 367, third in assists with 501, and second in points with 868. Jamie Benn, Dallas Stars legend. Yeah, Ring of Honor, not Hall of Fame. Retires jersey. Depends what he does Definitely. on the way out. Definitely. <laughs> oh, he makes some more moves like he did last year. The Dallas, yeah, but you think about the Dallas Stars, like they literally only have if you were to there's two players I think of when I think of the Dallas Stars. I think of Mike Madonna mm-hmm. and I think of uh Hatcher. No, I think of Zubob. Oh, yeah. But like other than that, like Jamie Ben, I think should be on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Jamie Ben, all time. I mean, we'll see. Um, Seattle acquired Tomas Tatar in a trade with Colorado for a 2024 fifth round pick. Tatar was one eight and nine in 27 games played with 10 penalty minutes for Colorado and signed through the end of this year with a 1.5 million dollar contract. I don't know why they picked him up, but that's what they did. I was thinking that's not a bad that's not a bad price tag for someone who's going to eat minutes in your bottom six. I wonder if he wanted out. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe he was tired of uh, Taylor yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, the moment you've all been waiting for. The son of Jerome Aginla, the youngest of Aginla's kids, made his WHL debut at 15 years old. He notched uh, an assist in the game. He also scored his first goal. I just want to give myself a shout out for the blog that I wrote about him. Um, a lot of people might not know that I've. This has just been a facade. The last however many things I've just been kind of letting Brownie roll it, but if you're thinking of who the biggest again the fan is, you're looking at him. So, 
Uh, I will say this. It was a, this wasn't in response to his blog or anything. I swear. (laughs) I will say this is uh, it was a pretty funny interview with him. Uh, They asked him like about nerves and everything. And he said he was most nervous about the rookie lap that he had to skate. He goes, I just didn't want to fall (laughs) or something to that effect. So I don't think I maybe, Oh, I put it in the blog and it's going to kind of get into the, our here, our three stars later. But how fucking cool is it going to be when these kids are in the NHL and there's going to be two Aginla brothers and there's going to be two Kachuk brothers? And the sister may be playing in the PWHL. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I was just kind of talking strictly NHL because when you look at the U.S., the Kachuk brothers are kind of tough. They're ratty. I don't. Oh, I, I want to. I want to consider Aginla. I want to consider them ratty, but I would consider them fucking tough. They would be guys you want to want to play against. Right. So like, I'm kind of pumped to see. What yeah. going I mean, on we're, there? We're I don't talking, know enough like about scouting. Away. Five years I don't know enough. I don't know enough about scouting, but I'm assuming he's pretty fucking good. And the, yeah. the older brother, he's 17, so he's going to be draft eligible coming up here. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil the thrill. Per reports, he's still waiting for an angel opportunity this season. But in the meantime, he's been linked to playing games in the Swiss League. 1,286 games played, 413 goals, 579 assists, 992 points. 100 playoff games, 34 goals, 49 assists, 83 points, three cup champ. Is Phil Kessel a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Because yeah. of the Cubs. Iron Man, too. Yeah. So now looking back at what Seattle did with Thomas Tatar, would you rather pull Phil in for a million dollars? I'd rather pull Phil in for a million dollars at the deadline and let him stay healthy all year. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Now, in 2014, he played 24 games uh, with the Pens, 10 goals, 12 assists, 22 points. In 2016, 25 games played, 8 goals, 15 assists, 23 points. The thing I wanted to shout out, in that 2015 run that the Penguins have, they won the Cup, he had 98 shots on goal in 24 games. That's a fucking pretty good clip. He's got that whippy stick, too. What is that? Is that 90? Is that 90? Yeah, dude, is that 4? 24 times 4 is what? Like uh, 96, so he's averaging over four shots a game. Yeah, you would have loved him if you were betting. Yeah, <laughs> I would have hammered that. <laughs> Pasternak the other night, I think, took 12 shots on that. No shit. Yeah. He's a dirty fucking player, though. <laughs> uh, built different, as we posted on Instagram, Tony Hand was invited to the Edmonton training camp in the 1980s. He tore it up and then got homesick and left for his native uh, home of Scotland. He played in the BHL for 448 games and had 2,259 points to go on with 1,565 penalty minutes. That's 5.04 points per game for his 31-year career, spanning from 1983 to 2014. In 1986 alone, he put up 105 goals, 111 assists for 216 points and 35 games played with 86 penalty minutes. Dude, what a legend. I, I want to try to find this guy and see if we get him to come on the podcast. I bet we probably could, dude. Pretty sick, man. Yeah. I hope – and we'll see how thick his brogue is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can and then, I just wanted to mention this. So this is yeah, one sure. of my favorite fucking things. We're talking about crazy stats. Nick Antropovs, remember the big motherfucker from Kazakhstan? He had the tinted visor. Uh, he played in a tournament, represented his country, in five games played. He had 23 goals, 31 assists for 54 points. Is that good? Yeah, I think so. People don't do that in beer league. I and he's doing that representing his country. I can't do that in warm-ups. <laughs> That's fucking ins- I don't think I've put the puck in any net 23 times in my life. Crazy. <laughs> um, all right, so now we're going to dump and change.
Here we go. So we, yeah, I just want to tell you this. So we had an interview. We have an interview coming out next week that I did with Kelly Dyer Hayes, uh, legend in women's hockey. And um, we were talking before we were recording and uh, we were talking about the intros and stuff. And she, we were talking about all those like different clips we have in between. And she goes, that's over at Acibit, isn't it? And I'm like, yep. She recognized the rank. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, all right, so starting off, RIP Norman Lear uh, passed away at 101 in Los Angeles. Uh, he was a legendary screenwriter, screenwriter and film producer who shaped the landscape of American television through sitcoms, mostly in the 70s. Uh, all in the Family, Maud, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times. He, uh, he, he was behind all those. He also served as a gunner in the U.S. Air Force and flew 52 combat missions and received the Air Medal for his service. He won six Emmys as well as the Peabody Award and was honored at the Kennedy Center, I think, within the last three or four years. Can we talk about the fact that he flew 52 combat missions and came home? And that's fucking insane. The sense of humor he had. And he also pushed the envelope back then with like showing like uh, a black couple living next to a white couple, like on all in the family. And he was not afraid to tackle social issues and he yeah very very uh prolific uh legendary like it said screenwriter and stuff uh and then another sad one andre brower an actor uh best known for homicide life on the street and brooklyn 99 uh he was 61 years old he got his first break when he starred in uh the movie glory with morgan freeman denzel washington and matthew roderick about the all-black regiment in the civil war i don't know if you've ever seen it. it's old movie mm-hmm. but it's I good. haven't seen it, but the lineup of that movie, I feel like it'd probably be worth the watch. It's very good, and it's based on a true story. Um, he went on to appear in over 20 films and dozens of TV shows. He was awarded two primetime Emmys, along with two Critic Choice Awards. You know who this is, right? I, I saw the pictures of him. I don't exactly okay. know who he is, but I, I saw it on... So, the- that Glory movie's good. It's it's heavy, and it's... Uh, it's it's a lot it's it's a good movie though and um that show homicide life on the street uh, homicide life on the street was basically the precursor to the wire a lot of the same actors it takes place in baltimore it's a great great show very gritty uh very like documentary style it was shot it's uh yeah it was it's a very good show um Shohani, Shohei Otani. There you go. Thank you. I caught it. Signed with the Dodgers for 10 years, 700 million, uh, 70 million AAV, which I know he's deferring money, but this is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to put it in perspective to some of the other uh, sports. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, made 260 million this year. So, like, does somebody need that much money? Like, no. Can we start putting a cap on how much money somebody can make in one year? $260 million. Someone put a post up. I don't know what it was. They're like, we don't, no more billionaires. When you get to $999 million, you're capped. Yeah. You get a plaque and a dog named after you, and the rest <laughs> of your money goes to charity. <laughs> I like that. just a funny little thing. Um, so that was that was soccer. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, quarterback for the Bengals, $55 million AAV. Steph Curry, Golden State. Is that who he plays yep. for? Uh, nailed it. 51.9 AAV. And uh, the Nate Dog, Nate McKinnon in the NHL, top guy, 17.5. TV deals, man. It's all TV money. Uh, speaking of money, Ireland is offering cash and a visa for people to remove to these remote islands that are cut off every high tide. It looks like if I wasn't married with a daughter, I would do it. 
Like it looks beautiful. Like the rolling green hills, these little stone cottages with cows around them. Fuck yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do for work, but um oh, I know what you can do for work. There's a professional pillow fighter league called the fight uh fightpfc.com. They air on ESPN. They can't get a hockey graphic right, but they show this shit and have all the rules listed on the website. They're open to anyone coming down and hopping in the ring to throw pillows. We have way too much time on our hands to be playing that on fucking TV. <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid was fined 100K for ripping the officials after KC lost to Buffalo a week and a half ago, and quarterback Patrick Mahomes was fined 50K. Temper tantrum. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL equivalent of Austin Matthews. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. Just a fucking crybaby. The guy was offsides. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the water one because I want to end on the lacrosse one. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. You care if I switch the other? So uh, in California, water recycled from toilets and showers could soon be flowing from taps in the Golden State, I think is what they call it, where years of droughts have forced authorities to look at a wider array of options for residents' water supply. The State Water Resources Control Board voted Tuesday in favor of letting water companies pump recycled, treated water, wastewater into the state's drinking water system, potentially adding millions of gallons of additional drinking water to their supplies over time while avoiding costlier and more energy intensive water supplies, the board said in a press release. Over my dead body. So I did a little research. I saw this in there. I did some body research. Not a fucking shot in hell am I drinking somebody's poop water with a smile on my face. Do you know they already do this in Colorado? That's cool. Not not in in Malta. They're not doing it here. I tell you what. Do you drink water from the tap? No. I I do. do It's filtered, though. I filter through a Brita. Oh, I buy bottles. Yeah, same thing. I know, but I, I, I used to get bottle shamed at a job that I used to have. Why? There's so much garbage in the fresh water. There's lead. We just got a thing in town. No, it's bad for the environment, is what they said. Well, that's why I use a Brita. So tell your buddies that we balance each other out. Whoever's giving you shit. All right. And this last one, because it was a good story. That's what I wanted to end on. Uh, Joe Biden announced his support for the six nations competing in the Olympic lacrosse under its own tribal flag. As the statement said, their ancestors created the game. They perfected it for a millennium. Then their circumstances are unique and they should be granted an exemption to field their own team. Do you know lacrosse was invented to stop wars? That's how they settled disputes. They would play lacrosse. I didn't know that. And they would play till there was one guy left. And that whoever was, because it was a killing game. And whoever was left, they they had their strongest braves. And whoever's left, that's how they decided. Instead of the entire tribes going to war, they played lacrosse. And they used to use a skull for the ball. No shit. So... Hey, good on them. They deserve it. They were the inventors uh, of the game. Classer, the guy with the boat, big lacrosse guy. Nice, my guy. Big lacrosse guy. Uh, let's talk Rangers. Play, let's talk Rangers. I know we want to. Uh, most points and wins through the first 30 games in franchise history. That's 98 years. That needs to be said. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Artemi Panarin is the third fastest undrafted player to hit. Oh, you moved points. that. All right, all right. I'm going to move around. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it was cool. This is a cool stat. Yeah, 700 points behind Peter Stasny and Adam Oates. Stasny in 459 games, Oates in 579 games, and Panarin in 617. Just edging out former interview that we had, Joey Mullen, 625. And Dino Hell's Kitchen, Joey Mullen, 649. All four retired players in the top five of this category, Hall of Famers. Is Panarin a Hall of Famer, do you think? The way he's trending, yes, if... I could see it. He, if he, if the, if he can win a cup, it's. I'd say it's a done deal. 
I think he's in no matter what, dude. Yeah, he's a fucking just an unbelievable hockey. He player. really is. He's a very good player. And he started like late. Like he wasn't in the league when he was like 18, 19 years old either. So yeah. um Barkley Goudreau got hit in the face with a puck, said he didn't lose any teeth, asked what it was, spit out uh after taking the puck to the face. I don't know, part of my mouth that should be, still be in my mouth. Maybe did you see this? Yeah, I think it was like a piece of his jaw. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a piece of his jaw. Yeah. I told you I like Barkley Goudreau. Uh, the Rangers had to call up Adam Edstrom the other night because uh, I think the I don't know I think Benino was sick. Oh, that's his name. Okay, okay. He scored he's his first huge. goal. Yeah, six. He's got wheels though. Yeah, like normally yeah, they call up these yeah. big dudes and they can't skate. This kid can skate. It was yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Somebody had you know under the radar. Uh, <laughs> since I wrote my fucking uh, Keandre Miller out there together. Good God. Since I wrote my Vincent Trocheck blog, six games played, two goals, four assists. That's a point per game in case people were wondering. Uh, Chris Kreider notched two goals against Anaheim to surpass Adam Graves for third most goals all time for the Blue Shirts. Uh, he has 16 goals, 10 assists, and 30 games played. He has eight po- power play goals. Do you know how many goals that is? Just curious. What do you mean? What's the number? Oh, no, no. Okay. I, I didn't write down. I was just curious. Uh, I can look it up. I, I Did you put in his name here? Who? The leader with nine. Oh, no, that's that's you. Okay, I didn't mean Valerie the whole thing. I was going to ask you if you knew who led the league in power play goals. Colorado, Valerie Nasushkin. Wouldn't have known that. A long way for that fucking setup. Every left wing to have over 100 goals over the last three seasons. There's only one. It's Chris Kreider. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Jonathan Quick uh, is undefeated in regulation this season. 9-0-1 record, 9-26 save percentage, 209. So, is, there a, is there a goalie controversy going on in the Rangers right now? I mean, no, Igor, but I think this the numbers, is- Igor should be uh, the backup. Igor's our starter. It's just nice to have a backup who can stop the puck. 281, um, Chris Kreider for goals. Wow. wow. The leader of the Rangers is Rod Gilbert. Rod Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert, 406. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's low. Yeah, the Rangers, if you look at the history of the Rangers in terms of forwards, like a, a lot of our best forwards were from like so fucking long ago. 406, that's the leader. Hold on. Keep going. Uh, Jacob Truba, he's second in the NHL in block shots in 97. He has three games in hand with Number behind him. Yeah, he had 98. 71 hits. He's the only skater with 80-plus block shots and 60-plus hits as of December 19th. Will Cooley leads all rookies with 77 hits. He has five goals and two assists uh, for seven points. Capo uh, Caco might be back after the All-Star break. The Rangers sent Filipino to Michigan neurologist Jeffrey Kutcher, who is a go-to independent concussion expert around the league. And the plan is for Brendan Othman to have a full year down in Hartford. It's kind of nice that the Rangers are starting to recognize, hey, let's just not rush people into the league. Yeah. Right. Well, you think maybe they learned by looking at their lineup? So what did well, we say? It was 408, we said? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not that bad, I guess. That would make him fourth all-time for the Bruins. So Okay. Yeah. Um, Othman, full year down in Hartford. Right now he's climbed into fifth place tying points for AHL rookies. 21 games played, eight goals, 12 assists. You like to see that. Uh, Gabriel Perot in Fortescue will be representing the USA and Sweden at the World Juniors. Uh, he was Drew, I think it's Fortescue. He was interviewed. Coach Marty St. Louis is always there for you. I can reach out to reach out whenever I need. He'll answer the phone. He'll be there for any problems or advice. He's a special person. And I'm grateful for him. He was his former youth hockey coach. Oh, I was going to ask um, what the connection was. Congratulations to former Rangers assistant coach Lindy Ruff, 850 wins. Uh, you are reaching now, dude. Christmas comes early. The Rangers are currently in a stretch where seven of eight weekends feature back-to-back games. I haven't seen that happen, but Christmas has come early. Uh, they played the Oilers Friday and the Sabres Sunday. Finished strong for the break. 
Always been playing good. So that's what I have for the Rangers. There you go. Uh, For the Bruins, Big Z, this fucking guy. He finished another marathon in Florida supporting the Special Olympics and has completed five marathons and one half Ironman since September. Like, buddy, go to five guys. Relax. Right. Uh, Tuca was brought in to practice uh, a week and a half ago as an e-bug uh, for the game versus Buffalo. As Swayman was sick, Allmark started, and Brenda Boosie was the backup. But, of course, all these, like, clickbait fucking morons are showing Rask, and they're like, Rask is back, like all their headlines. Idiots. Uh, Matty Patra will be allowed to join Team Canada for the upcoming uh, World Juniors. He is the number one center over there. Um. With his tying goal the other night, uh, Brad Marchand has surpassed Bobby Orr for sole possession of sixth place on the Bruins' all-time scoring list. And the Bruins, a little bit of a touch stretch. They uh, they want to shoot. Why is that? Why? Let me tell you, buddy. The Bruins, uh, they wanted a shootout versus the Devils. Then they lost to the Rangers and the refs in overtime. Hmm. And then they lost to Minnesota in overtime as well. Right, it happens. You go through a little tough break. They can't. They lose their focus. Whatever. Maybe Allmark's losing his focus or Swayman, or they don't practice the three on three enough for practice. Although I did read today that they were working on three on three a lot today. Um, the the problem is, or the concerning part of this is that the Bruins led in the third in all three of those games, and that's mm-hmm. not a good stat to be on mm-hmm. the wrong side of. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Hey, you want to know what though? Teams do go through those weird yeah, no, where they drop. At least you're getting points. Yeah, that's the thing. You know? You're getting points, and you know they did beat the pride. The I mean the the team from New York, the Islanders. So they beat them. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, they play Winnipeg tomorrow night. So that should be. I mean, w- without Kyle Connor, it, it's a little different. But Winnipeg still plays a heavy game. I uh, saw a lot about Gabe Velarde today. And yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois. So Velarde went to Winnipeg in that deal. Yeah. Where and he, ELD went to. And the, he's uh, outperforming him. Like it's not. Velarde is. Yeah. Yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois strikes me. I don't want to say this guy's name, but I knew a kid. I don't even want to say when, but I knew a kid in my life that had all the <laughs> fucking tools. I'm just trying to not. While I was him. alive, I knew this person. Yeah. While I was alive, I knew this person. And he had all the tools to make something of himself yeah. but he didn't have the fucking work ethic and i think that's the thing with pld i i don't know but that's my guess because mm-hmm. he, everywhere he goes he wants to be somewhere else he thinks he's so fucking cool that's maybe maybe that's it so that's it for the bruins uh for northeastern they are on break uh but i like i mentioned earlier i was able to interview the other day kelly dyer hayes which we're going to release next week in between um christmas and new year's because you won't hear me and ked uh she is the third woman to play prof- men's professional hockey uh, in history. Uh, goalie, she's, I think she's been to, she's a four-time member of the U.S. national team. She won two national championships in college. She was the first woman inducted to the Northeastern Hall of Fame. She was inducted as an individual and with her team. Uh, she's on the all-time Title IX team, and she is uh, a big part of the women's beanpot going to the TD Garden this year for the for the final games. Quite the resume. Yeah, yeah, she's legit. Um, so the women's beanpot, the first game will be uh, January 16th uh, at Harvard. 
which, as you and I found out, is Katie Knowles' birthday. And I'm going to continue calling her out. I told Coach Carp, I called her out on the uh, on the podcast with Kelly. Katie, no pressure, but I expect I expect three, two, and five from you that game. It's your birthday, <laughs> yeah. so that's the first game. And then the winning, then then the way the bean pot works, they play one week, then the next. Uh, the winners play the winners, the losers play the losers. That game is going to be at TD Garden. Uh, Kelly reached out to me today to tell me that um, she talked to the TD Garden, and we are one of two organizations that are going to be allowed to give away tickets for the event, and we are going to have a morning skate discount link for tickets cool the tickets are only 25 dollars, and you get two games so even if you don't get a free ticket it's not a lot of money yeah. um and here's one i'm gonna pat myself you know what? i'm gonna say it for my hero i'm not gonna say it now so anyways the northeast and northeast is on the break uh they practiced in i just coach carp is on his way somewhere he was gonna join us tonight but he was unable um we'll have to have him on after the holidays or maybe Maybe even in between, depending on our schedules. But, yeah, so Northeast is on a break, and they'll be back at Matthews soon enough. I think January 3rd, I believe. So there you have it. And we both don't have Beer League, but I New Year's resolution. Not, I, I can't play Beer League right uh, now. So. I want to skate once a week. That's going to be my new thing. Oh, that's good. I, I, I am greenlit. Well, prior to all the medical stuff, I am greenlit for two skates a week without question. If there's a third skate, we have to make sure we have a conversation to check schedules. Okay. That's a pretty good deal from her. So, so yeah. All right. Well, heroes and zeros. Do you have any zero? Oh, you have one zero. Yeah. I have no zeros. Do you want to do your zero first and go all positive to go into the holidays? Yeah, so some dude got a DUI and crashed into President Biden's motorcade. Is that like Did the worst hit? thing ever? Did he hit like Biden's limo? I don't know. I don't know that. So I, those are but, like fortified. I think they can they can withstand like a rocket launcher, but still that's a fucking tough bid. I you saw know? I saw like somebody said, like, can you imagine having your last like Long Island iced tea at Applebee's and be like, Yeah, I can make it home and you just drive directly into the president? Like, holy fuck. Well, it, to be fair, <coughs> it's the safest vehicle to hit. No one's gonna get hurt. He, I, his car yeah, dude, can you imagine when he got out of the car and saw what the fuck he did? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, man. That's that's bad. That's um, yeah. Uh you want us to go back and forth with zero heroes? We got a bunch, both of us, right? Yeah, I, I have a hero zero situation. Oh, all right, go ahead. Fire up. It's not it's I don't even know if it's a hero zero. I just want your thoughts on it. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts the other day, I walked inside, ordered my, ordered my stuff. They say, hey, this order's ready. They said what I had. I grabbed it, got in my truck, drove, and realized I had the wrong order. What do you do okay. when that happens? Was the order going, right? what you want? Yeah. It had, it had one of the things I wanted, but then it had like two other things I just didn't order. It was the coffee made the way you like it? Yeah. Keep going. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah. Even if I turn around, they're not going to take the food back. Right. So, okay. that made It me sucks for the other guy, but it's not, it's not like you did it maliciously. Yeah. So. That, that's that's yeah just a thought so all right uh all right i'll do one of mine so james patterson do you know this author do you know who i'm talking about you ever heard his name i don't read books dude oh sorry he gives so this guy's like a hugely successful author he gives away what he calls employee bonuses he does them to booksellers librarians and teachers uh it's he gives away six hundred five hundred dollar cash it's 300 grand 
And he's been doing this since 2015. I mean, he makes a shitload. Has to. And people nominate. They nominate. They nominate their friends. They can nominate themselves on his website, and he picks them. So good on him. He didn't have to do that. Okay, that is cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, go ahead. You want to go or you me? I just I rented the Hockeyland documentary on Prime TV. It's oh, I have for, that saved on my list, like because you said. Yeah, it's like a twenty-four-seven kind of thing. Yep. And uh, but it had to do with the high school hockey tournament in Minnesota. They followed around these two teams. Uh, Blake Biondi, uh, he ended up winning like uh, Mr. Hockey. He went to Minnesota Duluth. They ended up losing it over time. It's just a really, really good documentary. Check it out. It's fucking solid. Uh, I, I watched uh, on Netflix Super Pumped, the mm. fight for Uber. I don't know, it was about Uber. I don't know. It was recommended for me. And I got like three episodes in, and it's Joseph Gordon Levitt, who I like. Uh, the guy from Friday Night Lights, the coach, Kyle uh, Chandler. Yep. Chandler. So I like them. So I'm like, oh, I'll give it a whirl. And I don't know the story of Uber. I never did it. I, I don't I never lived in the city. I didn't use it. So I didn't know the whole story. But it's basically let me save you fucking six hours of your life. It's basically like these incel motherfuckers who could never get a girl in high school and played with their computers and didn't play sports and they figured out how to make millions of dollars and act like assholes and then they all got in trouble and they still end up with billions so there's not even a fucking satisfying conclusion so, so it's just like mark zuckerberg yeah a hundred percent so the moral of the story is use lift um so my other hero is myself and Kelly Dyer Hayes. Because when we were talking on the interview, which you'll hear, spoiler, right? Uh, I commented to her when we were talking about the bean pot, uh, January 16th and January 23rd. I commented to her that, hey, one of the things that's always bugged me when I go to these events for women's hockey is there's no kid stuff, kid sizes. And yeah. I've brought this up to Coach Carp. I brought this up to Delaney. And... I, I I just like it's unfortunate because I, I I'm not buying I want to buy my daughter something, you know, like a northeastern with the logo or something, right? Yeah. And um so she texted me yesterday that she had a meeting at the TD Garden with the president of the TD Garden. They're going she's on the board and they're going over the layout, and there was this big merch area, and they were talking about different merch areas. And Kelly said, Hey, I was talking on the morning skate and they suggested we do kid stuff. Is there anything? And they were like, what a good idea. It's going to be fucking kid stuff. <laughs> so me and Kelly are my heroes of the week. You just kept climbing that ladder until you made it happen. I, I'm pumped for you, Brownie. Hey, I now I can buy my daughter a shirt. And yeah, listen, yeah. because I came up with this, I expect free. But, you know, whatever. I'll pay. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it's just it's it's just so dumb. And sometimes those things, like, you need someone, like, looking at it from a different, like, you're not in it. Yeah. So you're like, why are there no kids stuff? And they're like, why are there no kids stuff? Yeah. yeah, it's just like so dumb. But anyways, there you go. No, that's fucking sweet. I'm out of heroes. Oh, so my out. last one is uh, shout out Dr. Ganji. This is the guy that did the procedures on me. After the first procedure, he told me how close I was to going for a bypass. And he was determined, he said, to punch through. And we were sitting in the recovery room talking, me, him, and my wife. And he goes, listen, he goes, you'll be back 100% work. And I go, well, I'll be able to play hockey again. He's like, oh, you play hockey? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, you'll be able to skate, you know, assuming everything, you know, <clears throat> you're good. You'll be able to skate. No problem. He goes, man, my son plays hockey. This is what this guy said to me. He goes, this is a fucking cardiologist, right? Doing heart studies that are worldwide recognized. He goes, uh, 
man, I'm really jealous of guys like you that played hockey and can play hockey as an adult. I go, you just saved my life. I go, I have a seven-year-old and you had a wire in my heart to stop me from dying. Yeah. Don't be worried that you can't cross over backwards. Yeah, You're right. doing fine, Doc. <laughs> I mean, he could not have been a nicer guy. And then the when I went in for the other procedure, I asked him about the balloons, you know, like how they work. So that was like another 20 minutes on the table. Him demonstrate. Just a great fucking guy. So That's cool. Yeah, really good guy. So shout out to him. Shout out to that guy. All right, we have one more segment. Three stars. Those fucking videos. They're pretty um, because I wrote that awesome blog about Jerome McGinley and how much I love him and how he has brother uh he has kids brothers obviously both playing hockey i thought three stars this week the top three brothers um i have some honorable mentions you want to do honorable mentions first because buddy i'm gonna show you something you ready that's so many brothers brownie i had i had a lot of brothers i have i have Tyrion and jamie lannister from game of thrones the hound and mountain from, from game of thrones brian dennis and carl Wilson of the beach boys i mean legend. wilson right yep brian wilson yeah, yeah, dennis yeah. wilson carl wilson the doobie brothers Nice one. Um, not brothers, but sure. It counts. Jason and Jeremy Giambi, the gold thong and money ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The steroid twins. Yep. And uh, I thought this was interesting. The highest scoring brother combos in NHL history. You guys might think it's the Sedins with 2,034 points. It's actually the oh, Gretzky's. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we had there. All right. So uh, here's, anyway. my, here's my honorable mentions. I'm first going to do my daughters because we wow. were sitting at the kitchen table. These are hers. Uh, oh. Heat Miser and Cold Miser. No idea what that is. Uh, Mr. Heat Miser. The Christmas. Oh, uh, I never saw that one, but I know uh, what you're talking about. Uh, Ratatouille and Emil. Okay. That's his brother in the rat movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Mufasa and Scar from The Lion King. Okay. And her last one was, uh, this was probably her number one star, Mario and Luigi. Okay. That was a good one. I was thinking about putting him on there. So, all right. So these, I'm just going to rip through mine and you can stop me at any point. Please do. Uh, Frank and Jesse James. Okay. The Blues Brothers. That's a good one. The Kelsey Brothers. Eh. The Earps. Wyatt James, Wyatt. Bergen, Morgan, and Warner. Yeah. Warren, sorry. Last one. Uh, Phil and Tony Esposito. Hockey Hall of Famers, but it's not in my top three. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix and, uh, I mean, sorry, River and Joaquin Phoenix, the actors. Yep. Uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright, the flying guys. Oh, you're going to go with Redenbacher there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he has a brother. Uh, Eli and Peyton. I mean, they're pretty okay. funny. Uh, the Wayans brothers. Okay. Uh, is that everybody? Frank, did I say Frank and Jesse James? Yes. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Mo Shemp and Curly Howard of the Three Stooges. Even though one. Curly and Shemp were usually not together. Yep. Uh, and then my last honorable mention, Guillaume and Patrice Bergeron. Oh, boy. His, his brother's name's Guillaume. Guillaume. I, how cool is that guy? Not as cool as my third star. So my third star goes to Matthew McConaughey, obviously. And oh, I, I fucked up. What? Uh, my All right. So my third star is the Stooges. Oh, that's a really good third star. That's my third star. My other one that I missed 
honorable mention was the uh remember that tv show malcolm in the middle those three yeah. aliens those yeah. brothers i i had them i yeah i had too much scribbles so number three is the stooges go ahead with your number three uh matthew mcconaughey and his brother he's the host of tv's west texas investors club i don't even know what that is is that I a real thing i don't know i just found this out his brother's name is rooster that's and a he, fucking character there's no fucking way and he named his kid miller light that's our character. It's a, it's a you're so. getting, you're so getting, this is your Mia Culpa for next week. All right. Miller Light McConaughey's fucking sick, dude. And if that's real, I'm good with it. All right. So if it's wrong, you have to send me a case of Miller High Life. Okay. And if I, you're right, I'll send you a case of Miller Light or whatever okay. it was. Sounds All right. Uh, so my number two star, the Sullivan Brothers. You ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. George, Francis, Joseph, Madison, Albert, five of them from Iowa. Jeez. When World War II happened, when uh, when Pearl Harbor happened, they all ran out and enlisted. Okay. They all died during World War II during a same naval incident, like a bombing. All oh, yeah. five of them. It was so devastating morale-wise that the U.S. War Department established a sole survivor policy, meaning brothers can't be served like that, and they were the basis for saving Private Ryan. Whoa, no way. Yeah. That was a good one. That's a really good one. Because I was like, oh, saving Private Ryan, is that real? And I looked it up, and that's Sullivan's. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's my number two. Uh, My number two is Billy and Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Uh, Tim Riggins was the fullback that you know, got with all the hot girls and his older brother was Billy who oh, you know, just like, I got that. like just a drunk dude that coached football, but they were both hilarious. So wasn't his dad a drunk dude too? Uh, you're thinking of the movie. Oh, the TV show. I never saw the TV show. Yeah. That'd be my second star. My number one star. Yep. Legends of the game. Sutters. Okay. That's a good one. Brent. Well, I, I pulled up some stats. Brent, Brian, think that says gary Dwayne, rich and ron a combined 4994 games played 1320 goals 1614 assists for a 2934 points which is more than a point more than half a point a game for all six of them combined you know what's crazy though is they barely beat wayne gretzky yeah i know i know is that but, not fucking wild, dude? Because, like, they're awesome hockey players. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is where they did beat Wayne Gretzky. Combined, 7,224 PIMS. That okay. means as a group, they were, like, uh, 1.25 minutes a game in penalties for their entire career. Uh, wait, how, their, wait, how many minutes? 700, uh, 7,224. They spent 120 hours in the penalty box. Yeah, combined. Uh, uh, 600 and in playoffs, 603 games played, uh, 122 goals, 153 assists for 275 points, and another 1170 pims in the playoffs. Dude, almost <laughs> five days in the penalty yeah, box. I know, I know. Savages. Uh, my number one star, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. I think it's fucking hilarious that those guys are brothers of all people. Coach Gordon Bombay and Tiger Blood. Um, And I went off of this because my 1B would be Charlie and Alan Harper from the TV show Two and a Half Men, which is Charlie Sheen. 
They were very uh, funny. That was a funny show. That was that was like my one of my dad's favorite shows. That so, was a funny yeah, show. That that would be my number one. They spot. made a movie uh, where they were like garbage men. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Because the only thing I remember about it is they they would like if someone like ran into like a pole, they'd be like, "Oh, golf clap," and they would go. I don't know. That's all I remember from the movie. I remember it being funny, but I don't remember anything about the plot or anything. I mean, I'm sure there wasn't much of a plot. So we got Hanson brothers too. They never came on the podcast. Strike that from the record. Oh, Um, so we're normally around an hour. I said it could be two hour and a half. Split the difference. So not bad, buddy. And Um, I made it all the way to three stars before I mentioned Bergeron. Yeah. So shout out to me. Seriously. Shout out to you. Um, Brownie, I'm glad you're feeling better, dude. What else do you got for the people? I'm alive. So I'm alive. alive. So if Iggy wants to come on the podcast and talk to his two biggest fans, um, we can, uh, we can, we can talk about me battling back from a heart and him just having the heart of a champion. Yeah. And he has my heart. So there you go. When's his birthday? I'm just fucking with you. When's his birthday? Is it tell me it's the same birthday as you? Oh, no. No, I have the same birthday as though. Oh, Adam Oates. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Panar- Panarin's is one day after mine. I don't really have any people lined up with me, but What's, have you ever looked it up? Yeah, there's nobody really all oh. that great. So um, Iggy's is July first, free agency day. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um, but all right, guys, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll get this live uh tomorrow morning. And and, and keep your head on a swivel for the Kelly Dyer Hayes one dropping next week. Uh, oh, shout out to your Hanukkah song, by the way. Oh, you like that? Yeah, that was good. That was good. So so I happened to run into uh, Alistair Poppycock today around town. And yeah. he's like, when's the next podcast coming out? And I go, oh, actually, we're recording tonight. And he goes, you going to sing the Hanukkah song? And I go, I'm not singing it, but you should. He goes, I can't. And I go, you know what? Hanukkah's always is past. I go, you know what we're going to do? Next year, wherever we are in Hanukkah time when we're recording, I go, I want you like right here. <laughs> when when it when we go, hey, happy Hanukkah, he comes sliding in and sings the song. What is he gonna be dressed as? Probably a rabbi knowing him. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Or like a dreidel. Yeah, he's shaped like a dreidel. <laughs> oh, you want to hear something funny? Have you ever seen these ads for a celebrity shinny league? Mm-hmm. Have you seen this like spam mm-hmm. shit? So I like did some research and I, I I got this email and you can sign up to play with either on Ray Bork's team or Bob Sweeney's team. Sick. And you can you can do it with a bunch of teams like the Rangers probably have one, too. And this guy puts this company together and they go around, and they do this. And I'm reading and I email I forwarded over to Johnny uh, Poppycock there. And I was like, hey, man, what do you think? And uh, <laughs> I read the thing wrong. I thought it was one hundred eighty four dollars. <laughs> It's it's I think five payments of one hundred eighty four dollars, but you play with them, you hang out in the locker room, you get customized jerseys, socks, pants, and undergear, and then there's like a barbecue afterwards. And I'm like, once in a lifetime, dude, that'd be fucking sick. I have a plan. There's a way that you can do a charity game with uh, the Bruins alumni. Mm -hmm. You have to uh, adhere to some particulars. And uh, I'm gonna look into it for a morning skate. You got to come up for it, and Hal's gonna come down for it. Obviously, yeah. So we can skate with the Bruins. You go out there and you range a sweater and chirp them. That'd be awesome. awesome. (laughs) So, no. Shout out Iggy. Pay attention for next week. Kelly Dyer Hayes, and keep your eyes out open for uh, some discounted and possibly free tickets to the women's beat pot in January. No pressure, Katie. No.
All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Happy, oh, wow. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We will talk to you soon. Happy New Year.